Hello, everyone, and welcome to Industry Headlines. That's Kevin Kaufman. I'm Fred Weaver, and we're back again. We are back. Yeah. With more industry headlines. There's some big headlines in this particular episode, Kevin. Let's just jump right into it. Let's do it. So Redfin has come out in the last week, right, and started displaying the buyer commission, the Cobro commission, on their website. This is kind of a sacred cow they're tipping over. Can we say that? This is a mark this down. This is a point in history where some things are going to change. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So let's give you the whole story, not just the headline, right? This is industry headlines, but we like to also dive a little deeper. Um, They're currently doing this on their listings only because as many of you know, um, MLS is across the country, depending upon which one you belong to. Many have strict rules about not being able to display your commission on listings that don't belong to you. So they're doing this strictly on their listings. What's very interesting though, some of you may know this, others may go, whoa, the Northwest MLS, which happens to service the greater Seattle area, also Redfin's backyard and headquarters, right? Came out a couple months ago and announced that as of October 1st, they are going to allow brokerages to publicly display the buyer commission across all MLS listings in the Northwest MLS aboard with a subscriber base of 30,000 plus people. Not only that, but they'll be able to publish it to the third-party portals like Zillow and Redfin. Yes. So this is interesting news. You can actually go on Redfin's site today and check out Redfin listings and see that they are, are transparently displaying the buyer side commission. And there's also an explanation box, Kevin. Their whole reason, and I'm just sharing this, right? Their whole reason they've come out and said this is they think the public is likely doesn't understand the way commissions work and they want to do something about it. So they think publicly displaying it will raise more awareness and give them a chance to educate more. Listen, I agree. If you can't, uh, let me take a couple sides to this and I'm actually, I'm in favor of what they're doing in a way when I really, when I put my consumer hat on, I don't oppose it. That's I definitely don't oppose this. Because I look at it this way, as a professional, as a real estate professional, if I cannot convey value to my client, that's on me. That means I'm not doing a good enough job. That's 100% on me. And so I'm okay with that hat on. Then I'm going to, you know, I got to be honest, when I'm buying a car, I'd love to know how much the salesperson is making or how much profit the company is making on that deal. Why not? It's transparency. We all know. I mean, we all know there's margins. We all know people are making money. I think that this is the way of the world's going. This is what technology is allowing us to do. This is what the big age of data is creating. And what's really interesting, the reason I call this sacred cow is that in many cases, and there's many past cases about this, multiple listing services around the country have threatened to literally cut off brokers who tried to do this. So historically, there's been a big stand by multiple large MLSs around the country with brokers that try to do this to say no. Yeah. But now you have an MLS that is being proactive or ahead of their time or changing with the times, whatever you want to call it, that's coming out and saying, as of October 1st, we'll do it. And then Redfin said, well, we'll just get to it first. So I, I, I actually applaud the Northwest MLS. I'm, I'm open to discussion from agents that work in that board who maybe disagree with it. I'm open to any of you to disagree, but I, I really like the idea of transparency and just putting it all out there. I think the other piece that I would love to hear is why, like, why did the MLS change their mind? Mm. So, cause here, here could be the possible like devil on the other side of that is that okay. they were propositioned or someone's been paid off by say Redfin or Zillow to do that. Okay. Okay. Now I'm not, I'm not saying that they did that, but that is the potential opposite side of this coin where that's not cool 
what I would love to also have transparency with the MLS as to why did they make that change? Yeah. And if there was any sort of backroom deal that had to do with it, that needs to have then a light. That better be really transparent that there needs too. To be there needs to be a light shown on that. I agree. I'm all for it on the surface. I'm for it. And I agree with you if there's any deals going on behind the scenes. Uh, it's sort of like you and I have a, I'm going to call him a friend. He's kind of a mentor at this, uh, at this stage. His name's Rob. Right. Also happens to have a podcast who yep. on many occasions I've heard him say, you know what we need to do in the next set of elections is when your favorite candidate goes up there and starts talking, we're going to display the top X percentage or the top number of donors to their campaign. Like let, let's not just let them tell us what, what they're saying. Right. That's sort of like, let's not just let the surface go. Yeah, that's a good move. Let's also find out who Why is funding and financing yeah. their campaign at a major high level. Yes. There's some transparency. Let's bring that into the elections. Okay. This is industry headlines on the real estate side of things. Moving on. Um, also in the news, Kevin, Open Door is now a mortgage lender. Open Door Home Loans, guys. It's okay. So you and I a couple weeks ago talked about Zillow. Everybody heard, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Zillow went out and bought a mortgage company. Correct. And, you know, they've announced recently they're slowing down the progress on that because they're so focused on offers. Well, Open Door is obviously, they've been around five years now, right? So they're much further down the buying road than Zillow is. And so now I guess they've decided, hey, now's the time to, like, let's start branching out into mortgages. Like, yeah. This is a big deal. Hidden in the announcement, or maybe not hidden, but sort of buried in there, was that a quote that says, having helped over 50,000 customers buy or sell with Open Door and hosted over 1 million on-demand self-tours, I thought that was interesting because there's a lot of discussion right now about the iBuyer model and how it doesn't work. And so some of you right now just heard 50,000 people got screwed over. Some of you just heard 50,000 people found a new way to go about selling real estate that was more convenient gave them more control, uh, right? And, and, and like, so it just depends, right? Like you get, to, people are labeling this stuff. So I thought that was interesting. So here's something else about this particular article, diving in a little past the headline, is that their mortgage business is not just limited to people who buy homes from Open Door. It's actually open to all consumers can use Open Door as their mortgage lender. So uh, the availability of Open Door Home Loans is currently being rolled out and available as of today in Arizona and Texas, but it's not just on Open Door properties. It's actually available to all eligible borrowers in those states. That's pretty big, man. I mean, and like from what I read there, it's everything from a 10-year term up to 30 years, right? Your typical right. 15 and 30, but also a 25-year term. Yeah. Well, 3% um, down. Like this is, this is... This could be big. I'm curious how this plays out for them. Yeah, and I'll, uh, you know, many of you guys know mortgage lending products maybe as well or better than we do, but I, I thought it was interesting they, they talked about their 3% down loan program because they're actually not offering FHA or VA yeah. mortgages. Yeah. So these are uh, conventional products, right? Like a 3% yeah. down. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, they talked about minimum credit score, 620 and above. They'll, they'll lend to people with bankruptcy. So, so like this is a full-blown mortgage company is, the, is why I'm going a little bit more into depth on this is, this is not just buy our property and we'll finance you. Um, this is a full-blown mortgage this is, company. Hey, we have started a mortgage company. Mm -hmm. That is, um, that's not surprising. And yet also a little shocking all at once. So right. good for Open Door, man. Things are changing. The times are changing. There's right. no doubt. Speaking of times changing, Amazon uh, dove further into home sales uh, in the last week with the announcement of a new $105,000, basically tiny home. Can I call it that? All right, I'll admit I was shopping for one. I'm sure you were. I absolutely. It's probably on your cart now, is it? 
it's not in my cart, but it, it definitely, I'm, I'm expecting it to show up in my Facebook feed later with an advertisement because I did look at it for a while. Yeah. It's nice. Well, let's, let's talk about the differences. So some of you guys are aware that Amazon came out with this like $7,000 do it yourself, tiny home. Right. right, right. Uh, and it basically like probably looked a little bit larger than like, you know, maybe your, your Greyhounds, you know, dog, you know, house in the backyard or Dalmatian or what's a big dog. I don't know. It was pretty small. Okay. It was pretty small. Like a Rottweiler's a big dog. A Rottweiler size house. Right. Um, And it, you know, is do it yourself, put it together. But this is actually 774 square feet. Like this is like a big hotel room. It's a, that's, that's, that's big. It's a casita plus for sure. I mean, my first home I bought was 1,372 square feet. So, I, okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Like, you can get up to three bedrooms and two baths. And I, that, again, I admit I was on Amazon I'm looking at it. Not, so none of us are shocked right there, now. There's a few different configurations that you could actually, I think, get one bedroom too, or also two bedroom. But it's actually really nice. Like, the finishes are really nice. But what I'm thinking, and they even point out there in the description, is this could actually be like the casita, you know, that you put, you lay a foundation for, put in your backyard. If you've, or if you've got land somewhere, you put that on. I mean, this could turn into an Airbnb type of rental. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities. I like really the possibilities are endless. Like the big deal that they don't talk about necessarily is, okay, it's, it weighs 44,000 pounds. <laughs> it takes two guys to put it together. Two, two skilled, skilled workers. workers. They ought to just say general contractors Yeah, but like what's right? the foundation? Like who, like someone's got to lay a foundation. I guess, if yeah. It's like the home that's lived in, right? I can see this going in my backyard someday. Like this sounds awesome to me. This sounds awesome to me. Oh, I'm so sorry for your wife right now. Who's probably going to hear this later. I'm going to make her Don't listen worry, to this episode. Don't worry, she does not listen to any of I'm going to podcast. make sure she hears this episode right at the whatever minute mark we're on. Um, you know, last thing I'll say, just again, I'm interested in, in sharing full details on stuff, not just headlines. But currently, you can put it in your cart on Amazon, but you can't purchase it. So I just want to make sure we can say that. You probably ran into that problem this morning. Your wife is probably really glad. $105,000. I only yeah. have. How many, how many Amazon points does it take? Like, how many credit card points? Well, I probably have about cash? $500 worth of Amazon gift cards. Yeah, gift and cards. I'm not sure about the points I have for my uh, Amazon points. Um, yeah. I think I might have to go, it might take me a little bit more to be able to buy this without, you know, actually having to pay cash. I can't wait to see one of these. I don't think this is the last time we're going to talk about this because I want to know when the guy gets his first house delivered and hopefully we see some pictures and we can talk more we're about that. We're going to record for my, my, my tiny house, my Amazon house. Yeah, that's going to be great. All right. And then uh, let's go and finish with this. This is actually not in the news. This is an industry headline delivered to you by Kevin Kaufman and Fred Weaver. It should be in the news. It though. should be in the it news and you will hear about it soon, right? Um, but we have some friends here in Arizona. Uh, G2 and Lori. Yep, G2 and Lori who amazing real estate agents and more incredible people um, with hearts to help our service members and to improve upon the VA loans and and VA options that are available to our veterans. Absolutely. And so they shared with you and I recently that as of January 1st, 2020, there's some big news coming. Yeah. The loan cap uh, for VA loans is gone as of January 1st, 2020. Like this is big news because previous there had been a cap on the amount of money that a VA loan recipient could borrow. Yeah. So if you're new to VA financing, new to real estate, aren't sure of all these terms, let's talk about it for just a brief moment. VA financing at its basic level offers 100% financing to veterans. Obviously there's income documentation uh, that is checked to make sure that you can still make your payment. So we're not just giving away homes to people that can't pay the mortgages, but they offer 100% financing, no down payment required in those cases, right? 
Well, there was caps. So at a certain level, like you got certain higher up in the price point that you were looking for and it was capped. So maybe you couldn't quite get to hundred percent anymore. The cap is now gone as of January 1st, 2020. So maybe you are a former um, service person uh, who served for a couple years or whatever the case may be many years ago. And then you went to law school as an example, or you went back and got your degree and became a, a surgeon. And so on paper, you have the income to be able to justify that you can very easily pay for a $2 million home and, and right. make the payment on that. You would have previously been unable to, to get 100% financing on that due to the cap. That's gone. That's gone, Kevin. If you're, if you're an attorney and can show that, right? A doctor, you're somebody, whatever, self-employed business yeah. person, high income individual, you can now go out and use your, your VA um, eligibility to buy a property and there's no cap on the 100% financing. I, I think that's, I think that's really awesome. cool. Listen, if we're going to bend rules for anybody, uh, I think that, uh, and it's not even bending rules, but if we're going to make life, or the, if we're going to expand the financing if we're gonna options, expand for the people, box, if we're yes. going to extend the box for anybody, I think uh, veterans should be a part of those, that small group of people that really kind of get a little hand up. So. Yep. And uh, I'm just going to plug, if you want more information on that, you can visit our Next Level Agents Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Next Level Agents, or search for it in the search bar. Uh, there's a full write-up you can read about, you know, the amendment to what specific law and all the, you know, some of you guys out there know way more about VA finance than I do, but all this stuff's been passed. It just goes into effect on January 1st. So it's a done deal. Yeah. Apparently the circular that codified it. Is yeah. So now you're outside of my range of knowledge. Okay. We talk about caps and I'm okay. You get into circulars and we're now beyond my, my lending knowledge. Codifies. Codifies. I'm going to codify this particular episode and right. call it a done deal. Let's codify this episode. We will see you next time on Industry Headlines with Kevin and Fred. Thanks for joining us. Bye, y'all. I want to personally invite you to NLA Live 2020. That's going to be next April 23rd through 25th, 2020 in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's right. We moved the event to Scottsdale, Arizona. We've got a great resort picked out for this event. You will not want to miss it. Head on over to nextlevelagents.com. That's nextlevelagents.com and click on the events tab for all of the info. We'll see you there next April. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor if you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at, leave us a review, share this episode with your friends, and for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents. See you soon.